There's nothing like a first kiss. Except for listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. First days, 2004. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master interrupter, pineapple picking powers. Hey, I'm so excited. There's nothing like my first podcast. This is like your 255th podcast. What? Paul. No, today's my birthday, too. Oh, God, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I hope the Vikings win for you, Paul. Um, in, in addition to uh, Paul for this discussion of the film 51st Dates, we welcome back aboard historian officer Celeste Mora. Hey, Celeste. Hello. I have nothing cute and pithy to say. Well, that in itself was cute and pithy. So thank you. Uh, and also... <laughs> Also, in addition to Celeste, we have back aboard Chief Yeoman Ashley Crumbitter. Hey, Ashley. Aloha, y'all. Aloha. Or as we say in Oregon, aloha. And then, Ashley, this is actually your 10th <laughs> time. Uh, well, 10th yeah! official time on the podcast. Do you know what that means? It means something, but I don't know. It means you're promoted to officer on the pod. So congratulations. I've heard someone told me that yeomans can't be officers, so you may have to pick an, another. No, you're uh, the first. Congratulations. <laughs> no, Patch was the first. Patch, he was the first yeoman. Well, and apparently you can be. You're the second. No, he's something else now. Well, he's now Chief you Dillon's can be officer. the first again. <laughs> I don't know what I would be. Uh... In my real life, I'm an executive assistant. Could I just be? That's kind of what Yoman she, is. <laughs> I know, I know that, but I, can we have like a fun title? Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Officer. Officer executive. No, no, we'll no, no, do no, that. no, 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 no. Like at, at my workplace, executive. like the person who is like the the assistant to the C- CEO, they're chief uh-huh. of staff, but. Oh, so staff officer, well, staff officer chief is something of completely staff. different. No, wait, you went from chief to officer. To officer, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You can't be chief know. anymore. Nope. Sorry, we'll, chief. We'll just say, no, we'll just say officer of the boat, officer of the pod, just like a general officer. You're just a general the, like, officer. I don't like a general know manager. Like... Well, I know there's like chief of the boat, so I was doing officer uh, of the boat. We'll figure this I, out later. Can I just? officer of administration or something fun sure administrative wants. officer sure. i'm so that, excited that for yeah, my first go. podcast <laughs> hi tom hi <laughs> glad you're here paul me too and now that you have a, now that you have a not so quick flyby of who we are paul can you give us a quick overview of the projection specs for 50 first 50 first days and also one more time congratulations ashley i'm so glad you and celeste are back mm-hmm. go for it paul thank you all right so Fifty First Kisses was released thir- December thirtieth in two thousand seventeen in Japan. Paul, it runs an hour. Paul, yeah, Paul. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is Fifty First Dates, not Fifty First Kisses. Oh. I mean, it still applies. Oh, not that's wrong. not the same thing. No, they're different. Oh, you want the Adam Sandler movie? 
Yeah. Oh, no. Hold on. Okay. <sighs> 50 First Dates was released February 13th, of 2004. Go. So it's a Valentine's movie. Uh, it runs uh, an hour and 39 minutes and is rated PG-13. It was directed by Peter Segal, who I'm calling Steven's brother. All right. It was written oh by gosh. George Wing, with lead stars being Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, and Rob Schneider, the copy guy. The music was composed by Ted Castellucci. Sure. And are you ready for the box office trivia? Yes. I am ready, Celeste and uh, Ashley. Are you both ready? Yes. Awesome. You know and what? anyone in live here in chat is welcome to play along. Go for it, Paul. Okay. 51st Dates was made for about $75 million and earned Whoa. almost $200 million in the box office. Whoa. So given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 2004, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies of 1994? Sorry, of 2004. 2004. Uh, we'll right. go for the uh, top 50. Top 50. 42. Okay. Uh, tw 22 or 42? 42. 42. All right. All right. So let's. How about you, Ashley? Uh, 22. Ooh, 22. I'm going to guess 12. Just keep the twos going. Uh, Bobo guesses 42 also. Stacey's guess is 50. Uh, Paul, what was the actual final placement? 50 would and have been good. 42.5. Oh, my gosh. 50 would have been good for Star 50 Fox. first dates. But no. It was actually 26. So the people oh, who guessed 22. That would be me. Yes. Uh, yeah, 22. So I think that's just Ashley. Yes. So congrats, Ashley. Good job. Yay. That's why she got fabulous. promoted. I'm winning everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good guessing. Awesome. Well, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice is located, our target film. <laughs> This Valentine's Day, roses are red, violets are blue. Every day she'll ask, Who the hell are you? I've never even met you. Good luck with that memory problem. You're starting to freak me out. This Friday, here she comes. Look cute. 50 first dates. Rated PG 13. Opens Friday. Yes, why would Blank. you do this to me? I don't really know. But, you know, does love stink? Does it not? Uh, oh. It depends on what we remember. But let's, speaking of memories, let's get into our memory mind mode synopsis for 51st dates. Happy Gilmore got kicked out of his grandmother's house and is now living at an aquarium in Hawaii while pretending to be different people to get women that are vacationing in Hawaii. Billy Madison. Falls in love with Josie Grosey? Yes. Okay. But she forgets him immediately because E.T. wiped her memory. That sounds just about right. He then <laughs> proceeds to attempt to date her with the help of his very in inappropriate friend, Hawaiian Deuce Bigelow, married with children. The forgetful Charlie's Angel, wow, wakes up on a boat with no idea where she is or what is going on. Cut to VHS. That makes everything okay. Until the same thing happens again tomorrow. I mean, 
that's pretty much all right, except none of those people are in this movie. Josie Grossi, Happy Gilmore? No, no, we were definitely... Decepted. But based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rating did they lead you to predict for this film before your rewatch of it? Let's start with Celeste again. What was your prediction for 51st Dates? I predicted tragic. Nice. Whoa, okay. Tragic. Coming out of the Ashley, gate swinging. I, Love it. Right? <laughs> I'm how on the you, opposite Ashley? end of the spectrum. I went with classic because I just classic? have the fondest mem- memories of this movie. So I'm like, will it live up? Got it. Uh, Paul, how about you? Well, we need to bring it back down because I predicted tragic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really? only saw this once and I wasn't that thrilled about rewatching it again. So Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to have to bring it right back up because I predicted classic as well. I'm oh, really no. enjoying this. seen it several times. Is so it going to be a split? To... What? Is it going to be list? a split? I My... mean, for predictions it is, but <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see if those predictions pan out. But first, let's get into the things we liked most about 51st States. Let's spin up our... Best three. Top three things, and let's start with Ashley this time. What's one thing you liked about 51st Dates? Okay, well, right out the gate, as the movie was opening, just how beautiful the cinematography was, how beautiful this world that they were in, being in the setting of Hawaii, just how enchanting it was. Uh, And I just, like, fell in love with the scenery, and they utilized it all throughout the scenes from... The Hukilau Cafe to where Lucy and her family lived to the aquarium. They they went all over the, the islands and it was just absolutely beautiful. It made me want to almost vacation there someday yeah. if I could afford it. Except they didn't oh, go to okay. the part where uh, they keep the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. I was kind no. of bummed about oh that. Gosh, they, they couldn't get the insurance for that, Paul. Oh, that makes sense. And yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's closer to Costa Rica. So, wow. Oh. Blowing my I mean, mind. I, you know what? I was just getting lost in all the scenery. I, 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 I'm so excited for my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Paul. Yeah. What else? What was exciting oh, for you? About I completely agree days? with Ashley. The the scenery of Hawaii just brings this movie up from to a, another level. It's not like your most movies yeah. that are just you know in the big city or in the little village. Being somewhere different. I think it, it brings mm-hmm. it up to the next level. Also, a little bonus thing is having a supporting cast that includes Sean Astin and Dan Aykroyd just brings it up yes. a little bit more. I mean, these are not yes. stellar performances that, hey, you need to go check these th- these roles out by these people. No. no. But having them in there just, I think, like being, it being in elevates Hawaii, it, yeah. elevates the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was going to, I was totally going to say something riffing off what you said, Paul, but I, it totally blanked. <laughs> That's okay. Goonies <laughs> never say die. Oh my gosh. Yes. I forgot what I was going to say, but I have not forgotten about Celeste. Was something you enjoyed about 51st Dates? Was it the, the overall setting? Was it the characters? Anything like that? So I really enjoyed the, the right after the, the very first of the 51st Dates. Um, mm-hmm. where they were like both dancing in front of the car. Yeah. And then yes, that's the so car cute. moves away. Like that scene was just so cute. Yeah. And yeah, like it was like, oh, they really, really like each other and they kind of go together because they're doing the same type of dancing. Mm-hmm. So yes. I just really enjoyed that because it kind of set a mood for 
all the future interactions of they really yeah. do mesh well. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes into the first thing I liked, which was just Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore's on-screen chemistry just feels so good. They feel so natural together. They feel like these two people that would just meet and just hit it off. And yeah, I just really enjoyed watching them play off each other in this romantic way. So that's something I really liked. Uh, let's go back to Paul. What's something else you really liked about this film? I was really impressed by the trained animals, like the walrus oh, and yeah, the penguins. Yeah. That, that was such a delight to see the dolphins. And I was mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. not, again, something that just elevated this movie. It, it was really pleased yeah. by that. Yes. Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, so you spoke to Paul that um, you really like the Hawaiian setting, that usually it's like filmed in a city or something like that. Yeah. And apparently this was originally going to be shot in Seattle. Like that's where the, the original script was written. Um, but they they want something else. So yeah. they went with Hawaii. The Sandman wanted good, to vacation in Hawaii. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, awesome. So let's go to Ashley next. What's something else you liked about this film well i did like the trade animals and how the characters in the movie did play off of them i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it enjoyed the cast of supporting characters because there were just so yes. many different dynamics going on i particularly huh? was really fond of the father character um oh, marlin yes. and just how much it was evident that he loved his daughter and was doing everything to protect her and help her through in the aftermath. And then two other characters that I really found myself liking were the supporting players at the Hookie Lao. I really liked uh, Sue and, and tattoo Nick. Face. Tattoo Face. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> a.k.a. Tattoo Face. And Sue, who was the one who ultimately broke it to Adam Sandler for the very first time. It's like, yeah, she's never going to remember you. Yeah. And then you find out later in the movie that she has this connection to their family because she was actually the Drew Barrymore character's mother's best friend. So right. it just mm-hmm. it just brought it back full, full circle for me because obviously like this this little cafe became a larger part of their community and everyone who yeah. went there like they knew they knew each other and they supported each other and it was just a really nice thing to see. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go back to Celeste. What's something you really connected with? I really, just to play off of Ashley's, I really loved the connection with the people at the the diner. The the overprotectiveness of them where they, they treated oh, her like family. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even just Nick and Sue. The the old guy who was there every day yeah. who kept telling Adam Sandler yes. he was an idiot. Yeah. Like, are you staring at me or her? Or her. You're starting to freak me out. Freak me yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's kind of like everybody really loved her and they were yeah. trying to protect her. So mm-hmm. they, they were doing everything in their, their capabilities to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a really sweet thing. Um, the th- one more like that I had before we get to our classic makers was I loved how you guys were talking about connection and these characters and how they're all connected. I just... I just busted up laughing at the connection of uh, Lucy's bat to to what's his name Olaf Olaf Ula Ula played by Rob Schneider when he's so uh, Adam Sandler's character Henry's getting Ula uh, to pretend to um, rob him and 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 Lucy Drew Bramer's character just stops and takes out this bat because she's apparently a community watch thing it just starts wailing <laughs> 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 and it's just, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
I think he's good. It's not enough. Like that. I legitimately yeah, was laughing out that loud at that one. That had to hurt. Yes. And I loved how she she stops and says, are you okay? And he's like, no, I think he's done enough. No, he hasn't. And then when uh, when he's running away, she goes from this like, yeah, you better run to this really sweet and bubbliness with with uh, Henry Adam Sandler, uh, which I just I don't know. The juxtaposition of that was just very funny. And and Rob Schneider's uh, physical comedy and reactions to that were just great. I just busted up laughing at that part. So. That is my second like, but now it's time to get to the things we loved most about 50 First Dates, our classic makers. Let's start uh, with Celeste this time. What did you love most? My favorite thing was just how wholesome the romance was. Like, it was just really, like, really sweet. And Adam Sandler played someone who legitimately cared and turned from this guy who who refused to make connections and was just using women to someone who was legitimately willing to give up his dreams yeah yeah thanks a lot for stealing my but no i it's really this this the the emotional sweetness of this movie just had me tearing up in a lot of places i loved how they cared about each other how they grew and just the that he's making this video to try to help that so that uh, Lucy's dad and brother don't have to like lie to her every day and how much he cares about her in all these ways. And he didn't have just, to lie to her every day. That was their choice. Well, yeah, but he helped so that they, he helped so that they didn't, not that they didn't have to, but they felt like they, they felt like they had to. They, Sometimes you need an outside perspective, though. So okay. I thought that so was he really good. Get over what that. they okay? He, exactly. he helped give them exactly. a different option than traumatizing yeah. her every day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, that goes to that part where, like, when she reacted badly, he's like, "I think she reacts badly because this is a setup, and she knows it." So he responded yeah, I, differently yeah. and tried to identify an alternate solution to Which let her know. You would think like, they hmm. would try that, like a week or two of it not working well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a year. Wait. Oh, 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 oh. Well, no, it seemed like the setup thing was working for the most part. Yeah, just until, every, until so often. it didn't. Right. And then yeah. But that's would, a lot of work they have to do yeah. every night Repaint and every the day. studio yeah. every night, get the pineapple out of the freezer, rewind the yeah, Vikings dude. game, repackage the mm. birthday gift, get a... It's yeah. a lot of paint. And what do they do yeah. for a living that allows them to... They're fl- fishermen. Fl- they fishermen. Yeah. They 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 make great catches of fish. Although I don't know when they had time to do great exactly. catches of fish. Maybe I don't know morning. when Am Sandler had time to go and court Lucy every day, but somehow yeah. he made a time. Yeah. He's working part time at the makers, aquarium, apparently. But yeah, that the sweetness, like like you said, Celeste, is definitely my classic maker as well. Uh, Paul, what did you love most about this uh, this time watching? All right, so the setup of this uh, film, the story, is that this lady has her memory basically wiped every night after she falls asleep. So she has to go through a lot for... Mm-hmm. And it has to be... And for someone to date someone like this, who like you have to get to know them each time, that's a lot of work. So you have to have yeah. somebody who is willing. Not I'm not talking about Adam Sandler, who's like willing to do that extra work, but willing, but someone who <clears throat> is will who is worthy of that extra work to be done for, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so you're talking about Drew Barrymore's I'm talking about Drew Barrymore's almost. character. And I, yeah. the way she comes across on screen, I think she nails it. I mean, this uh, she yes. comes across as someone, at least to me, someone who, yeah, this, this is somebody special that is worth the extra effort for. And yeah. you need somebody like that for this role. And mm-hmm. this is spot on. That was actually yeah, one of my yeah. likes that didn't make it to the the list of actually being mm-hmm. said is she just did so well with the performance. Like yeah. even when she was running to the end of the pier and screaming, like mm-hmm. she oh, was yeah, that was such an emotional. It was yes. she did such a great job of personifying this character yeah. that was so sweet, but mm-hmm. was legitimately losing everything every day. So the and, the handling the ups and, and the downs. Yeah. Yeah. And just speaking to her character, something that I, I marveled at and I thought it was just really great. It sort of spoke to her intelligence mm-hmm. um, and how, how, what a, what a change in having the tape as opposed to having um, this setup is that immediately after watching the tape the first time, she asked how many times have I watched this? So she got it. She, she is able to just make be very cohesive and like showing what happened and that she now has, she sort of in this same day mentality, like all the time has passed. Um, but she's able to pick up on that, which was really nice that it wasn't like, huh, I don't get it. What's going on. I, I like that. She was intelligent. Like her character was really intelligent enough to, to pick up on that right away. Mm-hmm. So, um, awesome. Uh, then that's, I'm sorry. I didn't see. get it. What? <laughs> Are you being cute, Paul? I'm so excited for my first podcast. <laughs> yeah. okay, that's Hi, right. Paul. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, Paul. Glad you're here. Yeah, thanks. Um, Paul, why don't you give us your classic maker for 51st Dates? I'm so excited. Uh, Drew Barrymore is my classic maker for this film. I thought she did a great job of bringing it home. But at, as the lead star, she uh, made it worth the journey for me. Awesome, Paul. Paul, what was your classic maker? No, okay, we'll stop with the bit. Um, let's go to, to Ashley next. What was your classic maker? Uh, we'll end with, yeah, your classic maker for 51st Dates. Yeah, well, I, I have to agree with all of y'all that so much of that was on my like list. Uh, Drew Barrymore's mm-hmm. incredible range in her character and just having this believability in all the different aspects of her character that we see from her intense reactions to finding out upsetting news to her falling yeah. for someone for the very first time and just how sweet and innocent that was but you don't but, know mm-hmm. it's the first time uh, well you, you, i guess you the don't very, the very yeah. first time yes you do but outside no, of that like it it contributes it contributes to really what i enjoyed most in this film which was actually the character growth that you saw in adam sandler's character from being yeah, completely yeah. uncommitted to meeting this person that he just has this instant attraction to in this connection and at first Mm -hmm. he's kind of second guessing himself because she's a local and he never wanted to have roots and have connections with people nearby to be tied down but somewhere along the line when they have this connection he goes from this person who wants nothing to do with anyone but himself to Mm -hmm. basically giving up his life and sacrificing for this person and wanting to make her life complete like making it better and finding a way to deal with this huge challenge that they have and finding a way to make it work. And the fact that once he gets to this point where he's able to essentially make her fall in love with him every single day, like 
that is such intense character growth from going from mm, one extreme yeah, to the other and just seeing absolutely. that happen. And even when he fails, like he, he goes, it's just one day. And I, I think of this one line he says is like, well, you like me on most days. And like <laughs> yeah. every, every day is a little different and the, and the different ways that he goes to get her attention uh, leading up to the video when he was told stay away from the hooky lao. He, he went out of mm-hmm. his way just to meet her day after day after day. And yeah. I don't know, it was just so beautiful to see such growth in a character when you don't usually see that in Adam Sandler movies with his characters. They're usually kind of one yeah. dimensional, one note, and you don't really see anything change with them. So that was a breath of fresh air and why absolutely. I absolutely just loved it so much. So, so M. Sandler really clicked with you, uh, I guess you could uh, say. You uh. could say so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, don't worry, don't worry, guys. I won't get punch drunk love on you. Um, I think it's uh, time for somebody like to English or anything. It's time to exactly. tell somebody a, uh, a bedtime story because I think he's getting tired. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, this conversation is getting very blended. Let's get back on point. We've all. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> given the things we liked most, maybe it's time to get into things we didn't like. Uh, what? Sorry, guys. Looking at my notes again, I, there was something I just had to get off my chest that I liked so, so much. Let me guess. The Wedding Singer? <laughs> no. Close, though. Oh. The Untold Podcast. Oh. The Untold Podcast is a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. Check out The Untold Podcast at untoldpodcast.com to listen and leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. All right. Oh, uh, that's great. I'm so excited for my first podcast, but what does that have to do with 50 first dates? <laughs> well, uh, they, they were, so fiction is a type of lie and they were lying to Lucy every day sure. after her accident for the most part. So that's, so uh, check exactly. out the untold podcast, the podcast of lies. Okay. <laughs> That's not how I quite meant it, Paul, but... Yeah, I still don't understand what that has to do with this movie. Well, okay. Well, would you understand some trivia having to do with this movie, Paul? Maybe. Let's hear it. Okay, let's let's try. All right. Did you all all realize that the neurological condition which Lucy suffers, that's called Goldfield Syndrome in the movie, is entirely fictional? Yeah. Or a lie? Uh, Yes, I did. True antigrade amnesia affects either short-term memory, which can last minutes or seconds, or intermediate-term memory, which can last days or weeks. So here's my question to you guys. Uh, If you had a medical ailment named after you, what would be the symptoms? So let's start with uh, something called the Cronenbitter condition. So Ashley, what would your symptoms be? (laughs) Well, my symptoms, if I really had to think about it, I think I would just have this intense desire to only consume pizza. And anytime I sniffed, the world would just smell like pizza. Nice. And oh, I would just be truly modified, motivated by pizza all the time. Just like can what I happens, get the Cronenberg condition? Yes, that you, can have, you can have the Cronenberg condition. <laughs> I mean, just go play uh, uh, Shredder's Revenge and you, okay. you will be rendered into Cronenberg condition for like nice. at least 24 hours. Yeah. It's short term. Don't worry. All right. 
Uh, now let's go with uh, let's see. I think I think I'm coming down with some mora mites. I don't know, they're all over my arms. So what would be the symptoms of the mora mites, Celeste? The symptoms of the mora mites would be that you see everything as a craft project. Everything looks oh, like it's been yes. crocheted or knitted or glued together or sanded or everything looks like a craft. Wow! So these these soda cans yep. look like a craft. Yes, that could be a you wind chime. You can make armor that's, out that's, of that. That soda, Francisco. Oh. You oh, see LaCroix, things that aren't there. Me. You see things that aren't <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. Is that the relativism, the Ruiz relativism? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not talking about me. Uh, but we are going to talk about the the power's plague. What, what symptoms do I get if I come yeah. down with the power's plague, You Paul? do not that want the power's intense. plague. But just because it sounds like you get superpowers. But it's a plague because they're useless superpowers that you don't want. Like, uh, oh man, like the ability to smell in space. You can smell something, <laughs> but you die. <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> so, Would you be it, able to smell random. though? Saw? Random powers. Okay. Like, logistically, it, never mind. Don't worry about it. Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe it's a I'm, useless power. Maybe it's spreading. You got it. I'm trying <laughs> to. Oh I'm. My. my brain went to the science of smelling, and I'm like, but scents come on air, and there's no air in space. So how would you smell anything if there's no gases? Because there's particles That's why floating he has the in. Powers. Yes. Yeah. He can you. smell. Maybe you can smell light radiation or something. Yeah. Relativism. Yeah. Exactly. And there's anyway, other superpowers that you don't want. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. the Ruiz relativism. Oh, come on. You want to play that game. All right. No, because I'm not relativistic for the most Apparently, part. Apparently, Francisco has no relatives. So, uh, great trivia, Francisco. Oh and now that uh, we've had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our rad rewinders, had about 50 first dates. All right. Uh, Drake, De uh, Drake Tungsten says, I remember that it was a movie that came out some like 20 years ago. That's a good memory. Thanks, yep. Better than some. Uh, Dustin Warford said that Adam Sandler does what every husband should do. Live in such a way that your wife falls in love with you all over again. Every day. Aww. Patrick Edwards says steroids, weed, and spam have an adverse side effect. <laughs> wow. Yes. I think it's just the steroids, but sure. Okay, so weed. weed and spam is good. Okay. No, they all yeah. can have side effects. Yeah. Uh, you smoke the weed, you'll probably eat the spam and hopefully not do the roids. Because we're told repeatedly in the movie, get out the juice. Yeah. It's protein powder. Too much of anything is bad. Maybe. Indeed. Uh, Alex Ortiz says, Daddy, the goose got in the garbage can. No, the mongoose got in the garbage yeah. again. <laughs> the goose, huh? Wow. Goose on. on yes. Hawaii. Sorry, Maverick. He floated over here. <laughs> wow. Oh. Stephen Forrester says, Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just got <laughs> Welcome to the party. Thank you. Uh, Stephen Forrester says, uh, You are the girl of my dreams, and apparently, I'm the man of yours. Aaron Hughley says... Oh, I said that in a weird way, but you got the gist. Yeah, I know. Oh. You're a little punch drunk, though. I know. I re remember... Aaron, <laughs> why are you talking weird like that? No, I'm joking. He says, I remember liking it for Adam Sandler for an Adam Sandler movie, but his comedy kind of grinds on my gears now. 
Oh, okay. Aaron22 says, I was in college when I came out. It was Valentine's Day, and I thought a couple of my single female friends might be feeling lonely, so I went to hang out with them. I thought it'd be fun to dress it up as a pretend date, so I bought them some fake flowers and treated them to a meal before the movie. I think our collective opinion of the movie was that it was enjoyable, but felt like the Wayne Singer part, too. Anyway, the girls decided after the movie that going through the motions of a date like that to avoid the loneliness of being single on Valentine's Day was more depressing than just hanging out on their own, so they more or less told me to beat it lol wow possible in retrospect i was more worried about being lonely myself Aww. that's just so sad on so many levels <coughs> they'd rather oh, be alone geez. than with uh, poor aaron yeah. okay <laughs> moving on to josh berkey he says hi i'm tom 10 seconds later hi i'm tom indeed thank you all for sharing your memories of 51st dates you're welcome i'm and so excited to be on this podcast for my first time Awesome, Paul. And are, I, hopefully you're excited to talk about things you didn't like about 51st Dates. So let's spin up our... Was three. Things that we didn't like so much. Uh, and let's kick it off with Ashley this time. What didn't you like about 51st Dates? I did not like how the movie started. The opening sequence mm. just felt so inconsistent yeah. with the rest of the that movie. That pineapple panning over from no, Hawaii to a countertop? Why would you do that? Why? Not what I meant. <laughs> but. Moving on. But the opening sequences, it just felt yes. so out of touch. I knew they needed to set up the oh, character okay. of Henry somehow. But having mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. go back and forth, the rest of the movie was not like that. The rest of the movie had a different tone and it flowed. It just felt so out of sequence being like having you meet Henry and have all these women talk about, oh, how they had the most amazing week ever and just going into that. And then him like trying to avoid that last person by by like faking that he was a he was an intelligence officer uh, a or a secret yeah, agent yeah. or something like that. And he jumps on the yeah. back of the jet ski and it's like. The comedic timing in that, like, it doesn't match anything else in the film to me. It just felt... Oh, I could see it that. Just, the, the, the timing of it all, like, it was just hit, hit, mm -hmm. hit, 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 because we have to get all these hits in because we only have, like, three minutes to introduce this character. We need to do it as quickly as possible. Sounds <laughs> good to, to me. We need to make it exciting for, for some reason. And yes. It just, well, it at just the same didn't time. fit right yeah. with the rest of the movie for me. At the same time, that's okay. kind of a stereotype of Adam Sandler's is he always has something kind of similar to that where it ha it's the really quick jokes. So I just wonder if that was a oh. they were trying to keep in line with what he generally does. Yeah, um, that could know. be. I just didn't, I, don't I didn't like it. All I know is I didn't like it and it just felt like it didn't fit with the movie. Like originally they were trying to tell a different story because it just went fairly quick and just i want more time to... with each woman let let us know how it went <laughs> yeah they weren't they weren't gonna well, do that with us they, because no. they just wanted to treat them as throwaways because he was this playboy that's how he and treated they them. were yeah that's how he treated them and they were throwaways but so i think at the got same the time point. i'm like yeah i just didn't like it i'm i'm curious if there's can you think of a way that might have worked that you think would have still worked on on letting us know who this character is without doing that ashley don't really know. It's an Adam Sandler film, so I don't know what I was expecting. Um, uh, okay. I don't think I don't think that Sandler movies necessarily start that way. Uh, it might mm -hmm. end that way or have things in the middle, but I don't know. They always kind of start in a certain way, and then and they don't always have a consistent tone. 
Um, mm-hmm. Especially like the current ones. But this mm-hmm. one, it just didn't start and keep that tone throughout for me. And I, I don't know how I would have done it differently. I don't know that I would have mm-hmm. cut to all these different people, but... Or have it be elaborate, like, I need to have this elaborate getaway. I mean, maybe that part was just unnecessary to me because it was like, yeah, I get it. He's trying to be like, yeah, I got to get away from this tourist. And yeah, I found it. I found it kind of funny, but I get that you might might want to see more of a grown up take Uh on an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, (sighs) Let's go to. Paul next was something you didn't like. Uh, Apparently, you loved the fast-paced opening. Yeah, but was something you didn't like. Well, sorta, because um, oh. uh, unfortunately, uh, Ashley's classic major is my first uh, dislike. Is like I know. Oh, really? You, you talked about <clears throat> the character growth of Adam Sandler, and and to mm-hmm. show that arch, you have to go like, okay, what's the opposite of being totally devoted? Is someone who's going around. You know, cheating, womanizing, and, and, yeah, yeah. womanizing, and I, I think that they set up this for me. It's an unlikable character, and I'm not trying to slut shame mm. him. It's the way, but it's more of the way that he's treating him and lying and like not, not um, respecting him or whatever. Like the girl with the anyway, like all of them. But he's giving them the vacation of their lives, Paul. But I felt I that having that accent, someone that's like Drew, yeah, they got along great. But I wish, like, I, I think I would have enjoyed the movie more if I also liked uh, Adam Sandler's character enough that I felt like these character she deserved a better character. Yeah. Then got it. Like okay. she deserved, like okay. she deserved better. Yes, he really wasn't. He didn't really do anything to kind of make him essentially worthy of her. Right. I mean, yeah, well, I th- they had good chemistry, but I think it, it, it needs a little bit more than that. It needs some tweaking. I think you you could have done something, though, even doing all that, his womanizing, but still showing something admirable about him that they could build off. Like, where is all this character growth coming from? Well, it comes from this, I mean, whatever you want to use for their no, that would That would be even a longer movie, intro but. for Ashley. You don't want to um, do that. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't know well, I'm just trying to get options. Yeah. I'm trying to fix this movie for you guys. Uh, Celeste, what can I fix about this movie for you? <laughs> so I really did not like Rob Snyder's character. I agree. Uh, yes, thank was you. terrible. Like Ooh, every no. once in a while, it would be kind of like the physical comedy was funny. Like when he mm-hmm. was running from Drew Barrymore or yes. something to that effect. But just as a whole, I'm sitting here going, Ugh. like I yeah. really hated every time he was on screen. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so well, that, go- that goes into, and I still not sure if this is ultimately going to be my tragic maker or not, but I'll go into it. We'll say it's my tragic maker. So we'll just skip ahead um, for me. And it's the, I feel like there are characters in this that just did not need to be in there. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, this will be my tragic maker. And then I remember what this will be. Okay. Like Jack and Jill, they don't belong in here. Oh, my gosh, Paul. Uh, That's the the Dunkachino. Oh, my word. Ah, if only I could figure out a way to work pixels in in this conversation. Anyway, my <laughs> tragic maker, <clears throat> my tragic maker, is that 
there are characters in this that I didn't make sense why they were here or how why they were made the way they were. So the main one that I didn't like was Alexa. I was, I feel like she, they didn't need Alexa in this she movie. I don't at really the get zoo it. Or the aquarium. She worked that's at the how, aquarium, but she, she wasn't necessary. She wasn't necessary. She wasn't, you could have just had some a non-speaking part doing all those things or background just, character. Uh, background character. The, the, as yeah, as small a part as that guy in the, at the Callahan Institute, which th- by the way, throw funny throwaway line that was named Callahan, yeah, found by T B Callahan, short for Tommy Boy Callahan. That was fun, but um, uh, that one guy that says, "Oh man, he can't remember who he is." Go on up, sir. That guy. I mean, as oh, yeah. small a part as that is, this guy, uh, Alexa, whoever would be an Alexa could have been. I just feel like so they were there gave too way many too much jokes at Alexa's expense. Or I don't understand uh, because you said you don't know how these characters got here. Like they were either they were written there or she works there. What part don't you understand? What 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 is what is your tragic I, maker? I don't understand. Hold on. Okay. I don't think she was a necessary character. I feel like they get they essentially took the time they could have given to the intro to making the intro longer and chunkier. They gave to this character that we didn't need. Okay. And so that was part one of my tragic maker. Part two is I, I don't understand why they um, cast Rob Schneider as Ula. Uh, I think she is, he was trying, they're trying to cast him as a oh, Hawaiian, Drew. like a, yeah, a ethnic a, Hawaiian. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it fell flat. It, it and fell I, flat. I, I get sometimes there, I mean, I'm not a huge person who's like, oh, no, no, you got to have the right ethnicity for the time. But I mean, it's, they had other Hawaiian people, yeah, other Polynesian they, people playing parts. So I know you could find them. Yeah. And also I think it would have been just a more amazing. He could have still had Hawaiian looking kids because I would have, I think that'd been great. If it was in a mixed race or mixed ethnicity marriage. Um, even though he didn't like his wife, but still, I think that would have been, that would have been uh, just great. I didn't, I think that he could have been pretty much the same character, just not with the accent and not with the over tan. So that's, that's yeah. my, only. but then he wouldn't be. I, I felt like that was unnecessarily. Why did he? Why did he need to be Hawaiian though? That's that's his useless superpower. No, I think being on screen, being on screen is his useless superpower. Yeah, I I enjoyed him for the most part, but I just felt like he didn't need to be. They didn't need to make him uh, ethnic bend him to be Hawaiian or Polynesian. So yeah, that was my track maker. Those mainly those two characters. Uh, but let's get back to general dislikes since I jumped the gun. Uh, wow. Let's go uh, back to Ashley. What's something that you didn't like about the Wayne's? Well, actually, <laughs> Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. <laughs> getting the right movie that would be one. Um, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, the last two things that were touched on were actually the next thing that I didn't like. It felt like there oh. were unnecessary characters in this film. Yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. Ula didn't even necessarily even need to be in the film. Because yeah. the scenes that he oh. were in, it was like slapstick humor, and I was not here for any of it. I didn't laugh at anything that he did, even when he was getting beaten up by Drew Barrymore's mm-hmm. character. The <clears throat> only time I chuckled was when he and his children were flipping off the docks, and the kids mm-hmm. like did this perfect front flip into the dock, and he's like, he's like, "No, watch me!" And then he just like belly flops, just, and I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Oh, stunt double, that has to hurt because you're just getting." hitting the ocean water but i felt like i didn't like the casting of rob schneider i didn't like the choice that they made to make him an ethnic hawaiian 
because mm-hmm. it, it just didn't feel right. His character didn't, it just fell flat for me. And I agree with you also that the character of Alexa didn't need to be there. She didn't need to be inserted in all of these scenes to have jokes made at his expense, especially being like, well, is she a woman? Is she a man? Like, well, what is she? She'll be whatever mm-hmm. the scene says she is to fit the humor yeah. that they're trying to create. So those two characters was... just fell flat for me. And I feel like if you had taken them out of the movie, it probably would have made it that much more enjoyable for me. And maybe I think they people. could have just been the same character. They could have had Ula working with him at the aquarium because I know they no, need someone and you need Chris, someone to like film the thing. And I feel like they could have just merged them into one character. But and the character of the Ula is just like so uneducated and so makes really poor choices. Thinking that yeah. like you can play with sharks and not get hurt and you think like, oh, That's it's weird. like, where'd you get that bite? I got it from a shark. And then that guy is like, you need to stay off the stay off the weed. And it's like, can you really trust yeah. this guy who has such poor judgment working no. with animals? I don't think you can trust him. I don't so think, I don't think he doesn't have to. No, you can't have he, him take that role, Francisco, because he's not believable. Oh. He's not but believable. But he's already there, like, cleaning the tank and stuff. I know, but he is not believable. He would actually have to go to school to be a vet tech, which is what Alexa did. I don't believe that he would pass vet tech school. He's I'll not tell you believable, what. so I don't see that. You, you take out what, both those two actors and replace them with one actor, like Francisco was saying, and have that be uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura in there cleaning <laughs> and talking with the animals as like a cameo yes. role and, and rewrite it that way. This is what we need. I yes. mean, if they can have a callback like to it. Tommy Boy, why can't we cross the streams? Exactly. And Ace Ventura I like in? it. Yes. I'm sure Jim Carrey is believable. affordable. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Celeste, uh, what should not have been affordable about this movie for you? Where's her brother brother? was terrible. Oh, sure. Oh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin's character. Yeah, that was. I. What are you talking about, Celeste? I normally off the juice. I normally love Sean Astin. I loved him as Sam. He was great in Stranger uh-huh. Things. Like, he does mm-hmm. good work. But this character, I just felt gross every time he was on yeah. the screen. I'm like, what is wrong yeah. with you? Well, he had a couple mm-hmm. moments. He did it like his sister, and he looked out for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, true. That's and true. I but it see... was not, yeah, it wasn't, like I said earlier, it's not his greatest role. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Not but, like, I could, I could see them even playing him up to be a dumb jock without mm-hmm. making him as stupid and as gross as he was. Mm. Absolutely. That. Yeah. <clears throat> something that I could see for something I actually just low grade, just like not my tragic maker, which I jumped into, but okay. And the, Ladies on the panel, I'll try to keep the. I mean, I think that we're all human here. This should not be a surprise to anyone. Uh-oh. But um, wouldn't it be confusing? Ashley and Celeste, I'm asking you, wouldn't it be confusing if, let's say, you had this this uh, Goldfield syndrome, and one day you wake up and you're on your cycle, and it's like, wait, why am I on my cycle right now? Because that seems weird. Well, not wouldn't in- that be strange? Oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to answer. You can't answer, Paul, but as, uh, I mean, well, since we don't experience this, I thought it might well, be good to ask them first. All right. The only thing that I will say is because she has her long-term memories, she would have remembered 
experiencing that in the past and what it looks like. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it necessarily would have surprised her all that much because sometimes women will be irregular and sometimes they can sneak up and surprise people. So all I'm going to say is I don't think she would be all that surprised. That's what I was going to say. It can come out of Um, nowhere sometimes and she knows how to deal with it and address it. So I don't think that there are far other things that like an example that she uses in the movie where she says like, since I don't remember if I woke up with a pregnant belly or the yeah, interactions that, that they have. Well, well, what would happen? Your ruse is working now. Well, what would happen if she woke up and instantly saw herself 10 years older? And yeah. like that yeah. was the father's nightmare. So there's all these mm-hmm. other things that are going to be okay. more more kind of impactful to her than just having a yeah. cycle. Because she's yeah. experienced it in the past. Mm-hmm. She knows how to address it. So I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that's going to be quite as impactful as like, oh, okay. somehow now she's pregnant. But she has no recollection of anything that led up to it because it didn't happen the day before her accident. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Okay. I'll take that. Well, yeah. then never mind. I guess that's not really a, so much of a dislike. I just thought that was interesting. But all right. Uh, let's go back to uh, Paul. What's something else you don't like? I was fine with the trained animals, but I was not expecting and I was completely grossed out by the walrus vomit. That was too much. That's my <laughs> other dislike. Yes. Oh. Unnecessary. It was just so, so gr- gross. I know they were going for gross, but I don't need to see that. Like, that was exactly. a lot. Over my, uh, it was not yeah. pleasant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right cool. there with you, Paul. That was so stomach churning in so many ways. <clears throat> And then she was like, this is what I live for. I'm like, what are you doing? What? Okay. Seek animals. And it's just like, no. Uh, anyway, now let's get as tragic as that moment was. Let's get into our tragic makers. I already went. Let's start with Celeste. What did you hate most about 51st Dates? My tragic maker was the crude humor. Yeah. There was oh, yes. far like, too like much of it. If it was that type of movie, like I would, I wouldn't be okay with it. But at least I'd know what to expect. But you have uh, the the contrast of it's such a sweet and wholesome love story, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm, then you mm-hmm. have all the crude humor. Like mm-hmm. I don't care Pick about walruses. Mm-hmm. I don't care about all of the other jokes that were being made right. and it just uh, it would be like there'd be this nice sweet kind moment and then somebody would make a joke and i'm like right. no yeah. that's terrible Get your fish hands out of here Ugh, yuck yeah <laughs> yeah so I, it, I know that's not what you meant <laughs> but enough. it just it was too much like yeah, okay it was for for the feel of the love story it was too mm-hmm. opposite of what mm. was going on. Like it was this sweet love okay. story that honestly would have made a, re- a pretty good movie as a basis. Mm-hmm. But then you put all mm-hmm. these, these terrible jokes in there and I'm just sitting here going, you're just putting that in there because it's you Adam can't. Sandler and Rob Snyder. Like Got no it. other reason. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that. Um, it didn't really affect me. In the same way, but I can totally understand where how that would be like, or like Paul said, like pick a lane, like yeah. choose. Are you gonna be a, a sweet movie or are you gonna be raunchy? Yeah, just decide, mm-hmm. decide. Ashley, what did you decide was your tragic maker for well, mine, first dates? Mine is that very aspect or something else. Yeah, mine is very similar to Celeste, where I do think <laughs> the crude humor was really hard to stomach at time. Like there were some jokes mm-hmm. that were delightful and innocent, like 
you think yeah. of how his his like he faked his car battery jumping. And yes. he's like, I can't oh, believe you yes. fell for it. And then she goes, but my grandfather died in a jumper cable accident. And then he's like, I'm sorry. She goes, oh, I can't believe I can't you believe fell yeah. for it. Fell so for they that. proved so that great. there could be like cute little jokes as they played around with yes. each other. But yes. my tragic maker was how the tone throughout the movie was inconsistent. It takes both what Celeste said uh, and what Paul was saying about staying in their lane. Because this movie yeah. is t- what most people would assume would be a romantic comedy. But there were so many things happening in this movie. There was drama. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. whenever she would find out that she had this brain injury and mm-hmm. you would see the, the chops of Drew Barrymore when she was screaming or crying and seeing Adam Sandler just have all these sweet moments. And then other times, like, the characters will be together and they'll be, like, kissing in the aquarium and then all of a sudden there's Ula in the background being a perv watching them. Like, or, why? Mm-hmm. Why was he there? Why? It's like, why, why was, was he, he there? Because he's breath that cleaning well. the tank, guys. He's he cleaning the tank. You know, he was not cleaning the tank. He was just swimming up the side and he was, like, making gestures. And I mean, that's why the, he's there. The, but yeah, yeah the tone that. was just inconsistent. And I feel like most rom-coms, at least other rom-coms that Sandler has done, even one with Drew Barrymore, they do a better job of having the jokes fit within the world that these people are in. Mm. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, with the exception being the wedding singer. In fact, yeah, I think yeah. the, the the Sandler Drew Barrymore uh, movies just get worse from here on out. As they far do. as they do, as the, far the as tones and everything. One more yes. after this. Yeah, blended. Blended comes after yeah, it was blended, in the, yeah. the 2010s. Yeah. It's the worst by far, and it is mm-hmm. it is a downward slope, but. Honestly, like this movie, it just, it was all over the place. It had just inconsistent mm. tone, like joking. And then like even characters joking about the walrus thing. And then Dan Aykroyd would be like, be like, I'm the first. And then he's like, hey, that's my joke. And I'm like, I don't know why you have to like add these things. I know that he works with walruses, but so many things were just unnecessary. And yeah. it just made the tone uh-huh. so inconsistent that I'm like, okay. am I watching this beautiful romance? Because I feel like you could take out all the comedy chops Mm-hmm. And it would be a really sweet romantic drama mm-hmm. because they're addressing mm-hmm. a problem and he went from yeah. one way to another. And it's just like, well, what mo- am I watching multiple movies that were just like put in together because it's so inconsistent? Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's a f- that's a fair point. I guess, you know, guys, I, I, you, well, I think you made a really good point, Ashley, with the the sweet jokes that they were able to tell because I did like the comedy elements of this and probably the ones that worked the best were probably the sweet, the, the sweet and heartfelt. There's no probably uh, needed in that statement. <laughs> what? What did I say? You said they probably were better. No, they were better. They were better. They were oh, better. Okay. Okay. Because oh, they proved oh, okay. that they could do it because most of the scenes, yes. and I, like even a joke, like uh, when uh, Adam Sandler's character went to visit and he's like, Happy birthday, Dad. What are you, 200? Like, that was just a really <laughs> sweet, cute little joke. And, like, proved that they were capable of it. So yes, yes. the need for, like, those jokes that went off the deep end, like the jokes at Alexa's expense, the jokes at Doug's expense. Yes. And it's okay. just like, it just felt like those were the jokes at Ula's expense. Like, these things didn't mm-hmm. need to be there mm-hmm. because they proved that, the writers at least proved that they were capable of having these witty, cute little jokes. And it only added to the character development. And by having all those elements in there, it just made for uh, a disjointed viewing experience. Totally fair. Totally fair. But Paul, what was most disjointed about this viewing experience for you? Was your, were your tragic maker? I'll start off by echoing what uh, both 
Ashley and Celeste have already said uh, in, in their Tragic Makers is that this movie is worse off because of what they said. Um, and I know humor is subjective and, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's different for everybody. Uh, and have a case of the Ruiz relativism. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to move on. Um, Does exist. If, oh, uh, if anybody has heard, um, like, our... Uh, Austin Powers review. That is a movie that is chock full of uh, sexual humor. Um, Yes. For me personally, and in that review, um, there's a lot of movies like that, like sexual humor. Like it may be over the top, but I could still enjoy by myself without uh, feeling like embarrassed watching with friends or family, but I could still enjoy it on my own. This movie, for some reason, at least for me, it goes over overboard. I don't even enjoy it on my own. Uh, There's so much sexual humor, unneeded sexual humor in this mm -hmm. that it degrades. Sorry. No, you weren't supposed to watch Overboard. This is 51st Dates. You're supposed to watch. Oh, another lame joke. Okay. Then (laughs) (laughs) at least it wasn't like over the top sexual, like, just it, over the top's a different movie. Why we're watching Fifty First Dates? Okay, next. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. that's fine. It it sounds like over... sounds like a case of anger management, but that's wrong. Wrong oh movies doesn't even match. Gosh. Doesn't even match with. Nope. Sorry, bad one. No, didn't land. But but yeah, I could see how. Yeah, so pretty much what what they were saying. How it's just like too much. It wasn't. It didn't seem to fit. Well, it yeah, didn't fit I'm, out I'm, at all in this. I'm fine. Like Marvel movies has humor and drama, and yeah. they, like they mix a lot of things. There's a, there's a lot but of it's good cohesive. examples. It's cohesive though. The, yeah, there's a lot of good examples where they mix genres. Unfortunately, yes. this is not a good mixture of genres here. Yeah, Princess Bride is probably a, a yes. glowing example of mixture of genres. There we yeah, go. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, yeah, I can. I'm. I can see everything what you guys are saying. I I don't think I have any real disagreement with any of it. So yeah, I, I, that's why it's I think tragic. Oh my, we're not there yet, Paul. But now that we have entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, you have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Salvo authority. Salvo authority. What? <laughs> Okay, Mr. D. Do we rate 50 first <laughs> Don't make me go a little Nicky on you. Do we need to send in uh, the water boy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Now that's some high quality H2O. Yep. Oh my gosh. Do we rate 50 first dates? A classic would recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, if you remember liking it when you watched it in your past at some point, uh, then definitely if you give it a rewatch, you will be happy. It'll, it'll be a fun re- time to re-experience it. Or, but if you've never seen it before, just forget about it. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time today. If you've never seen it before, keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any good memories you have of the sweet romance with a rewatch. So let's begin with Celeste. You had predicted tragic. What did your final reign end up being? Tragic. <laughs> Whoa! I, oh, man. As much okay. as I loved the love story, the entire rest uh-huh. of the humor threw me completely uh-huh. off. Like, I enjoyed watching uh-huh. it this time, but it's uh-huh. not one I'm ever going to purposefully watch again unless it's for uh-huh. another situation like this where I've been 
asked to review like, it. Like it's not the it's bottom a, shelf pie. Right. It's not one that I'm gonna purposely be like, I'm gonna go watch this movie. I have rom coms that I will go, I'm gonna go watch this movie. This will right. never make that. For list. example, so that people sort of can uh balance sort of have an idea of your taste. Like what would be a rom com you would recommend or you would go watch? Uh Miss Congeniality. Um Ah, uh, okay. Uh oh, what's the Runaway Bride? Oh, Runaway mm-hmm, Bride's mm-hmm. so good. I love that one. Speed. I actually do like the movie Overboard. That's I haven't seen that one. Overboard? Okay. Um, not the, the remake's fun, too. I haven't... I can't... I don't think of Speed as a romantic comedy, but I also watched it I know, with my father-in-law, I'm being, I'm being who was explaining to me why the physics didn't work when the bus jumped, <laughs> and I was too busy going, how do you know the physics of this, Gilbert? Rather than... <laughs> paying attention because while my father-in-law is a very very intelligent man uh he doesn't always display that so Ah, i was too busy being shocked for for speed but and i'm shocked that you read 51st days of tragic oh i'm uh, not go ahead recommends a racer head for (laughs) (laughs) what the world is this your first podcast too <laughs> it must be. Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh my word! I liked that one too. Edward Scissorhands. I like okay, that I feel movie. Like it's much Clueless. more of a drama. Clueless. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ashley, we'll was, have this conversation later. What was you had predicted? Classic. What did it end up being for you? Oh man, this is so hard because I had the fondest memories of this movie, and yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. like the, with the, the love. Yeah, I did, and. There were so many good parts, and I wanted uh-huh. to keep it a classic. Heck, I even wanted to call it nostalgic, but there were so many parts that were just so hard to watch that I wanted to fast forward through and wanted to Whoa. erase entire characters from the movie and thinking, can uh-huh. we just like have a YouTube edit where we just cut out oh, all that-, that stuff, and that movie will be worthy of That would be amazing. I was but wondering for- about that. Yeah, so if someone can do that, please, I'm just going to send that out to the interwebs. Can we make this cut? Where we take out all the crude jokes and we take out all the unnecessary characters. Yeah. That will get my classic rating. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. with this existing as it is, all I can give it is tragic. Go watch The Wedding Singer. It is the Ooh. best Sandler Barrymore movie out there. It set the stage. It was the only reason Wait. why this movie was created. And it was going to be called Fifty First Kisses, but they didn't want to get it confused with Drew Barrymore's other rom-com, Never Been Kissed, which is mm-hmm. actually a better film than this one. So True. if you want to go watch Ooh, a yeah. Barrymore Rom-com, go watch Never Been Kissed, or stick to the original source in The Wedding Singer. We'll be talking about that. I will say, yeah, Yeah! we don't know for sure if The Wedding Singer will hold up. Maybe it'll be filled with raunchy comedy we don't remember. I watch The Wedding Singer all the time, and I've watched it with my family, and it's just, it's so different. It's so, so different. All right. It's actually good. We shall see. It's actually good. Wow. It's actually good. (laughs) Actually good. Paul, why don't you give me an actually good... Uh, final rating for you. You had predicted tragic as well. That's right. Did it stay the same or change? Um, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this film this time around. Not oh, enough okay. to rate it a classic, <laughs> <laughs> but it did bump it up to uh, a nostalgic. I think if you enjoyed this really? movie, okay, wow. you, you you might enjoy. Uh, and I mean, Ashley aside, you you I think <laughs> you might enjoy it because maybe you're the kind of person that likes this humor and the the uh-huh. romance. Um, mm-hmm. 
If you haven't seen it, I would definitely not recommend seeing it. I, you know, go watch Ever After or Never Been yes. Kissed or The Wedding Singer. Definitely check out The Wedding Singer. Or E.T. Singer. No, yes. don't watch E.T. Never we'll watch, watch E.T. E. Never Stay watch E.T. Stay away from E.T. E.T. E.T.'s already home and he won't even watch his own movie, so. Wow. Exactly. But <laughs> I rate it nostalgic for the people nostalgic. out there who actually like this film. I got your back. So so I was actually, I was all gung-ho on um, probably, I, I predicted classic. I was pretty much prepared to give this a classic. But after hearing your guys' actual like thoughts on this, especially in the dislike section, I'm like, I feel like you're, you guys are sort of, that makes a lot of sense. But one and of us. I, one of us. <laughs> one of us. But not enough to make it a tragic. I'm gonna have to go with my exo here, Paul. It definitely bumped it down to a nostalgic. So, which what? I'm disappointed about because I, I would I would watch this again because I love the sweetness of the characters and and there are so many moments where I just like I I was getting choked up with how. Uh, those are moments. Go watch a YouTube video if you want yeah, moments. Those are, those, those are moments. So here we go. If you take those moments and just make them into a film, like take out all the yeah, he, I'm he would you, hate that. That is worthy it, of a classic. The, that, that's where, you know, the, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail comes in. He would hate that. That's true. But life is but a series of moments. Does that mean he's... <sighs> That's true. I'm not living a movie. How do you know? Uh, I don't know. Some people, a, a claim some people, of a movie. Some people would say that life can be like a movie, especially when it has a great love story. Have so. you seen the Truman Show? That's a good point. How do you I know? do see a video uh, on you. Video oh camera. my gosh! Regardless, I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm sticking with nostalgic. I think nostalgic is good. I would re. I could totally see myself revisiting this movie again. I, I watched Why? it several we will, times we will throughout my life. That's that fine. Now. I'll just watch it on repeat every summer because I will for no, spite. No, you won't. <laughs> anyway, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we are at a draw. Oh, so no. we'll have to. Yeah. So we will have to leave it to our patrons at the $5 tier, our Rewind Republic, yeah! to help us decide the final rating for this podcast. So Francisco from the future, what did they rate it? Thank you, Francisco and crew from the past. So according to our Rewind Republic patrons, they also rate 50 First Dates a draw. <laughs> so... It is my duty as captain to cast the final tie-breaking vote, and that would be, of course, nostalgic. So, according to the Retro Re Rewind podcast, we rate Fifty First Dates a highly disputed nostalgic film. So, let's get back to uh, Fran Francisco of the past and crew of the past right now. Wow. See, okay. The patrons know what's yeah, happening. Too many people Thank like you. this movie. <laughs> well, trying yeah, to prove I mean, me wrong. They're just coming out I of mean, the weeds and trying to just make us wrong. I guess we're the odds. They are wrong. entitled to their opinion. Yeah. yeah, to the right opinion. Even I agree. though I yes, disagree with it, the masses they, have spoken. Yeah. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So uh, thank you so much uh, to our Rewind, Rewind Republic for helping us decide that vote. And now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX? Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. 
feels good to be back. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 2004 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely... Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotion. No, you're right here. The Untold Podcast, James Caniston, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenberg. You're here too. Pastor Deuston, Kenneth Thin, Redeem Dotaku, That's Our Baba, Josh Ams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Rosie, in addition to seven other patrons as well. <laughs> Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to keep us flying, help keep us flying for as low as $1 a month and get bonus content for your gener- generosity or to just buy some uh, merch uh, from us, head to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thinking, people, we also want to give a big aloha hug to Celeste Moore and Ashley Kronbitter for supporting us with their thoughts about the tragic movie of Fifty First Dates tonight. <laughs> well, it might be nostalgic. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's go alphabetical order and start with Ashley. Where can people find you online? Or is there anything cool you got going on people should know about? Oh, nothing really that okay, I am next. actively Celeste. doing. You can, you can find me as of right now in July of 2022. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at APK1186. But stay tuned. Things do change sometimes. Interesting. And Celeste, dun, dun, dun. thank you so much for uh, joining us. Where can people find you? And is there anything cool you got going on? I have so much cool going on. I can't list it at all. And nice. that doesn't wow. make me thank- that cool. That just makes me that busy. So Yes. Thank you for making time for our awesome rewinder. <laughs> so you can find yes. me at any any of the social medias under Geek Devotions. It's normally Dallas or I. Um, we also have spinoff podcasts such as The Bottom Shelf, We Read Allegedly, and soon to come, The Gundam Watch. And then also I Ooh. I make believe and use dice to have math with some friends on playing games with strangers. Uh-huh. Very nice. cool. Th- thank you again so much, Celeste and Ashley and my awesome pineapple picking friend Paul. Yeah. Even though he has the Paul the powers play, but I really appreciate uh, <laughs> all of you and all you rewinders new and old for another fun voyage. And I'm so excited for my very first podcast. <laughs> Uh, my name is pauljpowers.com. You can find me at pauljpowers.com. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paul. And you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. Who said that? Anyway, we are now part of Culture Box Media Network. Find all shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. With that, Captain, we are a final approach to base, which is probably not Hawaii. Bummer. <laughs> probably not. 
Uh, thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all to see Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go! For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Go! 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 Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Alright, let's end this episode. Whoa! Oh! 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 Oh my word. That's how I felt at certain parts of the movie when I was watching. <laughs> wow.